Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with me today and I'm very excited because we have a very special guest with us today. Today we have with us Michelle Millen and she is an emotional intuitive. She reads tarot and she is here today to talk about what she does and she's going to do a live demonstration, which I'm very excited about because you know I'm all into this and I get geeked up about these different things. So I cannot wait to meet her and have her show us what she does and demonstrate her amazing abilities. So I want to thank you so much for being here with us today, Michelle. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Melissa. I'm so happy to be here. I'm a little nervous to share my story, but thank you for being so welcoming. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited because you came highly recommended by um, one of my previous guests. I had Isabeau Maxwell on earlier, and she was just so excited to talk about some of her students. And you were one of the people she mentioned. And I said, I have to interview her. So um, I reached out to you and I was so excited and glad that you um, agreed to be on the show. Then I would love for you before you get started and kind of give us a demonstration of what you do is to maybe introduce us to yourself and give us a little background. How did you start awakening to your abilities? Um, well, isn't Bo, like before I start, isn't Bo fabulous? Um, she's exactly the person you talk to, so genuine and such a good teacher. So I'm very thankful and grateful for her influence on my journey. Um, but I would have to say that I've always been aware that there is something more, something out there. Um, but it didn't ever feel like the timing was right to really dive in. I remember when my sons were just born, I was thinking, oh, well, this is a good time, but I got caught up in parenthood and watching them grow up. And so that leads me to August of 2019. So not too long ago in which I don't even know how to explain it. My spiritual awakening was there. There was no denying it. Uh, my husband and I had gone to the Oregon coast and just some weird things had started happening. Um, like the lights in the closet would go on and off. It was just very strange. And then we got a message that we needed to head to the airport early because there was an accident. Well, we got there way early for our flight, like four hours. And I'm not someone who sits still very long. And so I got up and started listening. I'd cast and really was able to listen to it. And the guest on that day was an aura reader. And I don't know what it sparked inside, but I was absolutely fascinated. And that night when we got to Las Vegas, I had a dream and my grandma was there. I mean, there, I could feel myself hugging her. I could smell her. I could, I was just really aware of her presence. And when I woke up, like there was a light in the room strobing. So I'm like, well, that's weird. That's never happened before. And then it kind of took off from there. Um, I guess my next step was working with the aura reader. I was fortunate enough to get um, a, an appointment with her. And I found out that all my life, when people would like call me too sensitive, too moody, that's not really what was going on. I'm actually an empath and pick up on the feelings or the vibes of everybody around me. I take them on as my own. 
And I was completely unaware of that. And so I spent so many years wondering what was wrong with me because I saw every shade of black and white. If somebody told me what their position was, I agreed with it because I could see and feel where they were coming from. And I knew it was from a, a good place or not a good place, but it a lot of times bit me because then I couldn't really step forward with my position. So that was my first step. And with her and the um, empathy, I started connecting more with my, my grandma um, and having lots of synchronicities. That is so really interesting. That's where it starts. Yeah, so we have a lot of similarities actually. Um, and isn't it funny? I think the universe uses podcasts a lot <laughs> to help people like learn more and understand more. Uh, I had kind of a similar situation, but I also was listening to a podcast. That's where I kind of opened up to this idea of having a spiritual awakening. So that's really interesting. And then to be an empath, I'm also an empath. So I get it and knowing how other people are feeling and that's that can be a very heavy heavy thing and a lot of people who are empaths end up being people pleasers because of exactly what you were talking about you want to make everybody happy and because you know how they're feeling so that's very interesting yeah i felt um when you first reached out the similarities coming through and I instantly felt like a connection and um, wanting to talk with you about this journey because I haven't shared it with many people outside of um, the communities where I've been learning from. So this is yeah. exciting. And it's important to find your tribe. You know, so often I think when we grow up and we have these abilities or whatever, and for me, all of my life, I didn't know what it was until I was in my forties. and. I felt just different, not, you know, not like an outcast, but I just felt different and I didn't know what it was or, you know, why I felt that way. And it wasn't until I started hearing other people tell their stories and share their journeys. I was like, oh, maybe that's what this is. And I'm not crazy. Maybe I'm just going through a spiritual awakening. Right. And I find that um, fascinating too, because I was in in my, my later 40s, when everything really started to open up beyond the, ex, you know, the experiences here and there that I had had. And now it's so weird because I just feel like a pressure to catch up or, you know, um, cheated in a, some way out of time with developing this gift. I don't know if you've experienced that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can recall as a child, a little child, seeing things and hearing things and then i guess there came a point when parents were like no this is just your imagination no you're not really seeing things and so you put up this wall and then there's nothing but i've always been fascinated by psychics and mediums and all of those things and the supernatural and it wasn't until in my 40s too that i really started investigating that so yeah it would have been nice to be able to have that all along Yes. And then like when it starts coming in, it's like, how do I ground it? And when I was in that point on my journey, um, I was fortunate enough to find the SAGE method and to go through that program, which provided me with a lot of the framework and the, the basis that I had been missing um, or you know, I had all these things floating, but it gave me somewhere to place it and um, be able to start piecing 
the puzzle together. It's not all pieced together yet. <laughs> There's a portion of it because I'm still figuring it out. But it, it was an amazing experience to work with Bo because um, after I finished the SAGE method, I stepped into a practitioner program with her and really got the benefit of sitting with her one-on-one -on -one through Zoom and you know working through some of the things that were going on. That's really important. It's important to have a great mentor and teacher because there are a lot of people out there who they know they're different. And I hear that so often from clients too, is I know I'm different. I know there's something, I know I have abilities, but like you said, they don't know how to hone that in and, and how to really um, tap into it and use it and also protect themselves because that can be very overwhelming. Yes, I, I'm so thankful for GCP which is one of the very first thing um, Bo teaches about grounding, grounding, clearing, and protecting. I had no idea, and I was just doing it open and just trying to figure it out. And so I do feel very protected now and being guided to where I need to be and not picking up as much um, from other people as I used to. Yeah, and that's so important because it's so draining and you don't want to be yeah. walking around all of the time. And we joke sometimes about you don't want to be like the Long Island medium where you're just walking around reading people all of the time because that is so draining on your own energy. And um, I'm not sure everybody would appreciate that anyway. No, no, I am sure not. But um, I did have, again, I'm piecing it together still, you know, the, the puzzle and things come in at its own speed. And I'm one who is very like impatient and I want answers and I'm type A personality. And so this has been really such a different journey than I've ever been on. And I'm realizing that I really have to give it up to the universe and their timing rather than my timing, which is not easy to do. But I do have those moments when like, like a big chunk or a big piece just falls into place. And those are so grounding. And so just like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna keep going. So encouraging. And I had one of those while I was working with Bo. If we have time, I would love to share it. Sure, absolutely. Okay, well, Bo and I, we had met in one of our one-on-one -on -one meetings and um, during that particular meeting, it was on the anniversary of my grandmother's passing. Now, my grandmother was the closest person to me before she passed when I was relative, relatively young. And I always thought that she was meant to teach me something, but she just passed too early. And so I just had to figure it out. Um, I knew at that time I had five guides. Four of them had given me their name and one of them had not. It was more feminine and a blue energy. And it was during that meeting with Bo that I found out that that was actually my grandma. Wow. She is one of my guides, which was very exciting for me. And Bo's like, go talk to her, go find out what, what she wants to share. And I said, okay, I can do that. So the next day I went into meditation and I met her in a park where we had gone when I was a child. And for the life of me, I could not remember the name of this park. I knew it was blue something, but I really, I couldn't in that moment recall it. I just could feel it. And I was there and my grandma was there and it was beautiful until it wasn't. And all of a sudden 
this like wave of energy came in and it was really negative and it came in presenting as how I was feeling or what my thoughts were. And I'm like, whoa, I don't think this, I don't feel this. And I, I pulled out and was pretty uncomfortable with it. And it was looping. I don't know. Have you ever had those thoughts that just keep looping that you can't let go of? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. And it had me freaked out because my grandma's one of my guides and she's hearing this, I'm sure looping and thinking it's me. And I just felt like a horrible person. Um, fast forward, like four days, my husband and I were on a trip to Las Vegas and he had fallen asleep in the car. I was driving and I was listening to a podcast. No surprise. I seem to be connected to podcasts. <laughs> yes. And um, it was a four part series on a serial killer from the 1960s, I believe. And I don't feel comfortable sharing his name only because of privacy. And sure. again, this is all new to me. But um, I was listening to this and in that podcast, within the first couple minutes of the first episode, it said the name of the park that I couldn't recall where I had met my grandma when we were younger, where we used to go. And I'm like, wow, this is really fascinating. Like I was just thinking about that the other day and here it is in this podcast, I guess I should listen. Um, four days or five days later, when we were coming back home, I was listening to like part three of the podcast. And in that, I was listening and I got a phone call and someone was calling because they were trying to get into my house and they couldn't remember my garage code. And I'm, I said, well, it was bud two. And she goes, oh, twos, twos and Zs, Zs and twos, you know, those can be so easily confused. Got it. So um, I thought nothing of it hung up, but then the very next sentence or the sentence within about five minutes of that call was, we don't know, is it twos or Z's? Z's or twos. We really don't know what this is saying. That's what the podcast said. And I'm like, oh okay, gosh. this is yeah. too much coincidence. This actually needs my attention. And I put it on the back of my mind because at that time, there was um, a wedding we were planning and then we were getting ready to go back home to, to move. Um, so I'm sorry, I feel like I'm talking so much. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> this is really interesting. Yeah, so yeah, it got your attention. So you knew you had to, to continue looking into this. Right. And so over the summer, I went back to Alaska and it didn't rear, that voice didn't rear its head all the time. That loop didn't start all the time, just every once in a while. I knew it was still there. So we're back home in Alaska selling our house and I'm going through a box of things that came from my parents' house. And I found a picture of my grandma and grandpa. And I was like, oh, I miss you guys so much. I love you so much. And then all of a sudden the loop started again. And it was so loud and it wasn't going away this time. And I felt a little bit just like I was going crazy because I knew it wasn't my thoughts. I didn't feel like that. I didn't know what it was. So the next day um, I was talking to my friend, Stacy, who is another sage practitioner. Um, she's a, a Reiki master and she does Reiki sessions for me. And this was on a Monday. We had one scheduled on a Wednesday. And when I went into that call, she's like, you know, man, like people I've talked to lately, they are um, 
sharing lots of stories of attachments and stuff. And I said, well, speaking of attachments, when you do my Reiki session on Wednesday, I wouldn't be surprised at all if there is something there because I'm feeling something that doesn't feel right. And she's like, okay, well, we'll check it out on Monday. I'm not picking up anything right now. And then on Tuesday, I went into a practitioner meeting and I'm listening to everybody. And that loop was so loud that I was starting to feel desperate and a little bit, um, you know, just really unsettled. Like I didn't belong among the people that I knew. So throughout that whole meeting, I'm like, I don't even know these people. Like, why am I even here? I got off that call. I went to a friend's house who I hadn't seen in a while. And she planned a surprise birthday party for me. Same feeling. Like, why am I here? I don't even know these people. I don't have anything in common with these people. Why am I here? Um, I went to bed that night crying, just exhausted. Like maybe the spirituality thing isn't for me. Like, I, I don't understand what's going on. Well, then the next day was my Reiki session. And when Stacy came in, she said, you're right. You have an attachment. So don't be surprised if when I go in there, I'm pulling at it and you feel some discomfort or something. I, I know it's there. So I'm like, okay. So I, I go into this Reiki session and about halfway through, I'm like, oh, my attachment's in this room with me right now. And I was feeling just not discomfort or anything, just an awareness of it. And it felt like she was holding onto my arm and then she was gone. And when it was over with, Stacy's like, whoa, wow, that was pretty um, incredible. I'm like, I know. She goes, no, your attachment was female. I'm like, I know. And she goes, and your attachment. I'm like, you don't have to tell me any more about my attachment because I know exactly who it was. And it turns out that she was a victim of a serial killer um, that the day I listened to that first podcast was a day of her birthday because I have to research everything. Like I'm not just leaving it up there and thinking, <laughs> oh, I think I know who it is. Right. I did the research and I had my day calendar because it was so um, just mind blowing, like what was going on. So the, the day I heard the first podcast would have been her birthday. The day I found the picture of my grandmother would have been her passing away day, her death date. And she was buried at the same cemetery as my grandma. So oh those gosh. three things all tied back to what had happened, you know, months earlier. And so for me, that just felt like this huge piece coming down because I can't make it up. I, yeah. I, I can't. Do you? So it was just really incredible to, to know that, um, my grandma was working with me. She probably put the attachment there. So I knew what it was. I was going to ask you, I think your grandmother brought this soul forward for you to help cross over. I really think she did to not only help the soul, but to help me also know what an attachment feels like, because I absolutely do know and understand that now. And Stacy, of course, was brilliant. She was able to cross her over and, um, all those thoughts are gone now. And that was just a big cementing piece to me that, wow, this is really everywhere. Like it's all connected. Yeah. That's incredible. That's an incredible story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Thank you for allowing me to, I feel like I just went on forever. So I hope not. <laughs> I find that so fascinating and I, I really, can edit. Do, yeah, I do believe that, uh, you know, that your grandmother really 
had something to do with that to help you. So that's so interesting and fascinating. Um, and your whole story has been so far and how you've kind of had this journey of awakening. Um, so I would love now for you to kind of shift gears and tell us how you work with people. And then I know that you're going to do a, you're going to do an example for us because you um, you're going to read for me. So I'm very excited about that. Yes, thank you for letting me um, read for you. I'm fairly new to tarot. Um, after COVID, I started March of 2020. I had a lot of time on my hands and had all this coming in. How do I focus my attention? So I went ahead and started learning tarot at that time. And the way I learned it is I would look at a picture and how does it make me feel? You know, write notes on it and then go read what it was about. Out. So I did that for all 78 cards. Uh, what I didn't know and what I learned working with Bo is that you can actually read tarot intuitively. So I do read it intuitively. I know the background information, but I look at what pops in the picture to me, almost like the energy is sucking me in and this is what it feels like. Um, so I, I do work with that. And other things are still coming in to play as to what I do, but um, I'm comfortable with readings. Again, the cards are a way to focus my energy and what I'm feeling. Awesome, yeah. And, there, and there's so many different ways that people read tarot. Some people do it intuitively. Some people have to strictly stick to the meanings of the cards, but I always find it, I think, I don't wanna say better because I think every method is just everyone's method, but I always think it's really interesting when you can read intuitively because you get so much more out of it, I feel like, because every person is different. And so it's interesting to think that there are all these cards and you would read them the same way. I think in situations and with whatever's around, you interpret things differently. So I think that that's a really interesting and amazing skill that you have to do that intuitively. Thank you so much. And today when I did the reading for you, um, I asked you last night to give permission for the reading and also to set an intention for the reading. And then from there, I drew the cards here in my space and um, I automatic write a lot and a lot of things flow through as I'm writing. And so that's the way I chose to do the reading today. So I've already looked at the cards and I've written out what I want to say about them. Um, and I find that helps me calm my nerves. I can do it either way, but for today that that felt right okay it's perfect perfect so if you want to okay. go ahead and yeah share with us okay so the the um spread i chose for you today was a three card card spread and the first card was being drawn for the energy that you are currently sitting in or experiencing uh the second card um i drew was all about the lesson that this energy wants you to learn and take forward with you and the third card was all about the lesson that I want you to learn and leave behind, like what it, what's it or your guides asking you to leave behind. So I am using, I know they can't see it, but I love this deck, uh, The Light Seer's Tarot by um, Chris Ann. And the first card I drew for you was the Three of Wands. And this is what I saw when I looked at the three of wands. When looking at this card today, I'm picking up the energy of waiting and, con and of contemplating the timing of something. While wanting to make a change, you feel some hesitation holding you back. 
While the change is exciting and would bring something new to you, the unknown can be scary or overwhelming. The something new presents a learning curve and you're wondering if you're ready to take this task or adventure on. You are on the brink of that step forward and jumping in, but you're waiting for the momentum to bring you in. Looking at this card, I'm reminded that the wand card or wand cards are cards of fire and action. This is a reminder that that you are enough and that you have the internal strength to rise to any challenge. Trust your understanding of timing, look around you, the synchronicities you're experiencing and the internal pull will help you decide the timing to move forward. As you step into something new, remember it's okay to take it at your own pace, let the lesson meet you where you're at, and then when you meet it, trust it. So that was the first card Love that. that came through. Yeah. Nice. Now, the second card, which is the energy that it's wanting you to move forward with is the temperance card, which is, of course, part of the major arcana. And what I got looking at this card is this card beautifully flows into and supports the message shared in card one. This card brings in the energy of balance and working with the resources surrounding you. Always remember that where there's a will, there is a way. And in this case, it's about integrating the new lessons or new energy into your current framework and understanding of life. It isn't asking to consume your thoughts and time, rather to work in conjunction with your current stage in life. So let it flow in and adjust accordingly because there's room. This card also emphasizes that you are feeling the nudge from behind to step into this. Remember that you don't need to go overboard with it. There's a natural flow. Um, you can work with it and find out how it works with the greater picture of your, your journey. Don't worry about meeting a preconceived vision of what that should look like. Instead, go with what that does look like and how it feels when you experience it. The energy is working with you and willing to compromise to find its balance. Nice. Makes sense. So that was the second card. Okay. And the third card... Um, is again, something that the energy is asking you to leave behind or to let go of. And the card that um, was drawn there is the King of Cups. And when I looked at this card today, it said to me, as you move forward and out of this energy, this card is asking that you let go of any self-doubt and fear that you've been holding on to. Trust yourself and your instincts. Take the time to center yourself and ground into the elements around you. You know what calms you. Let go of any external noise and then feel where you're at and recognize that you are choosing your path and your greatest and highest good. Don't fight it, flow with it and let it bring you back to center. There are answers there. Answers and knowings that you are truly already aware of on the subconscious level, just release the fear because it's a block. And then those knowings will then rise to a conscious level and that's the place of action. So that's what came through for that. Nice. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's very true. Very true. And I always draw one Oracle card and I drew it from the Believe in Your Own Magic deck because I always feel like it supports the reading and what we just talked about. And your card was the Phoenix. And it says on it, How's that for happily ever after? And the message I got from that card was you are internally strong and the work is there for you to work with. How do you wanna conduct it? How do you wanna structure it? It will bring you to that place of being in balance that moves you forward strong and confident. So 
love that card. Yeah. I love all these cards. These are really good, happy cards. Yeah. And I love that. I often refer to myself as the Phoenix <laughs> because, you know, I had a lot of tragedy the beginning part of my life and i've always said like i've had to pull myself up and you know do the healing work and so like a phoenix rising from the ashes i was able to reinvent myself and and ready for my second chapter in my life i love that and i love how the cards completely supported that and the guides completely supported you with the drawing of that card yeah yeah it was perfect love the messages very beautiful and so when you do readings then with people, do you normally do a three card spread with people or do you do um, other spreads as well? Um, I do other spreads, uh, whatever they feel comfortable with. I have a general spread that I usually go with that's six to seven cards, but if they have um, more specific questions or an area they want to focus on, then um, that's what I'll go with or I'll integrate both of them. It's all what works for them. And again, as an emotional intuitive, I know the energy is there, but unless I'm drawing like a love card or a family card, I might not know where it goes, but hopefully it resonates with the person. It will yeah. resonate with the person. I shouldn't say, <laughs> should say hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. It does resonate. What I love about you too, is that you ask me to ask my guides to like to give them permission to give guidance and that. And I love that because I've been to readers before who don't do anything beforehand. And then I've been to readers who say a prayer and they invite in our entire spiritual team. And I love that because it's like working with the universe and sometimes we're not meant to know certain things, I think about our lives because we have to learn those things on our own. But sometimes we're able to get the guidance. And so I think that it's really important to ask for permission. I love that. And I've never had anybody do that before when I've had a reading. Well, thank you. And that's one of the lessons that I learned first thing on the, at the Sage Method, always ask for permission from not only the person, but feeling like their guides also. And in a or when I draw cards, I also meditate before draw, drawing the cards to see the information that comes through and so there's a multi-step process there uh, to get to the final sharing yeah. and i like how positive too because i have seen tarot readers before online who they're just so negative and i don't know if it's their own energy that they're flowing into the reading but your energy is also very lovely. And um, I love how you try to make everything a positive learning experience. I've seen people who read that way too, where you may draw a negative card, but instead of making it a totally negative thing, it's like, how can we learn from this? How can we take those experiences and try to make them better? Which I love because I think that's really what it's all about. We can't stop challenges from happening, but we can definitely change the way we react to them. Absolutely, and that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing those words. And I really do feel very protected and that my purpose here is to bring light to situations and to really, um, for anybody sitting with me to bring up those things about them that they really need to see about themselves so they can see it, understand it. And then when they share it, 
you know, that greater good goes out into the world. So really letting people see who they are, see those bright spots and um, work with those kind of like a, I don't know, a coach in some way or being, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I I absolutely 100% agree with you. The first time I went to a tarot reader, I felt like I had a counseling session. (laughs) I had a reading, but in it, she was very similar in the same way. She would say, well, you know, this isn't a great card, but we can turn this around and we can use it when you can build your self-esteem. You can do this. She recommended a great book. It was like having a counseling session, like one of the best I've ever had because I learned something and I actually was given a tool to help me try to heal myself, which was amazing. And so it sounds like you do pretty similar work, which is also amazing. Well, thank you very much. I enjoy your energy is beautiful and it flows so nicely and I'm excited for you, whatever (laughs) these changes are. Thank you so much. And I want to thank you so much for being here. If someone is out there listening and they want to come and get a reading with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, I do have a a website currently, um, and it is kind of obscure because again, I'm just stepping into this and um, I'm worried about getting too overwhelmed, but it is shell, C-H-E-L, mill, M-I-L.com. So shell mill.com and yeah reach out you can schedule there but you can reach out by email too and I'm happy to talk with you and see where you're at or what you're looking for because I know a lot of people now that can help in different areas yeah that's awesome and I'm going to put your website in the show notes too so if anyone wants to reach out and contact you to schedule a session or maybe they just want to email you and ask you you know if questions and see if you're the right fit for them they can do that with one click of a button. Oh, definitely. Well, thank you so much. I really um, have enjoyed chatting with you. Yes, thank you for being here. I've really enjoyed uh, hearing your story because again, we had a lot of similarities and I'm sure there are people out there. We tend to follow the same tribe, you know, we tend to kind of draw our people in. And so I'm sure there were a lot of people listening who probably were thinking, I had a similar experience and you've had so many interesting things happen. So thank you for sharing your story with us today. you're very welcome yeah i i love to hear these stories and i've really enjoyed your podcast i've been listening to a couple episodes and i love it it's very uplifting thank you so much thank you and i want to thank all of you for listening to both of us today i hope that you enjoyed our episode and i hope that you don't hesitate to reach out and get a hold of michelle if you're interested in a reading and remember if you like this podcast please subscribe please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening And if you want to follow me, you can follow me on social media. I hope you guys have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. As always, I'm sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.